Yeah. What's up? How's it? How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, what do you call it? Happy St. Patrick's Day to yes, you. Yes, indeed. Happy St. Patty's Day. Patron saint of prostitutes? No, no, no. That's St. Nicholas. No, that's yeah, that's yeah, Santa that's Claus. Saint Nick. Let's see. Who, who's we'll Patrick? See. Who's St. Patrick, the patron saint? Is it animals? No, that's St. Francis. Uh, St. Francis. That's 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 my that's my alma mater. From yeah, high that's St. Francis. Let's see. I will look it up right now. You would think that we would be better, uh, better prepared, but no, we're not, and that's okay. He is the patron saint of. I don't know. It's it didn't give it to me. Hello. <laughs> it's me. Uh, hello. Is it me you're looking for? Yeah. Um, what does St. Patrick protect you from? Apparently, part of it is virtues of the natural world. So he's a patron saint of virtue? That doesn't make sense to me. Like, no, like okay, so like, St. Nicholas was the patron saint of prostitutes. Like, that that was like his thing like he, he, the thing he did in his life is he like protected the whores or something like that i can't remember exactly and then yeah. like, like patron saint of animals saint francis uh uh valentine's day saint saint valentine like his thing was like the patron saint of like lovers i don't know yeah. like that um yeah. and like let's see. i don't know catholicism is a little interesting it, it very much so is when it comes to sainthood and anything outside. Because I feel like, because I'm, you know, I was born and raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, it was more so along the lines of like, there was a lot of in-depth knowledge of things that I didn't understand why there was a lot of in-depth yeah, knowledge no, like, of things. I, I um, don't understand. Okay. So like basic Christianity is, you know, the Holy Trinity, right? The God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy yeah. Spirit, right? Like the they are a three-person, one-person being that encompasses all things that are all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present, and omnibenevolent, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. so that's, like, the basis of, like, all Judaism is around that. Yeah. Like, like yeah. basic, basic, basic. And then we have saints, which only exist under, like, certain, like sex of catholicism and like sometimes in like other things and then you have prophets which only certain people consider certain people prophets and then like like it's it's all really convoluted and really weird ultimately just to say that everything else doesn't matter so long as you believe that the all three in one being that is that is the holy trinity of one threeness is the right. all above all which is under one yeah yeah like, um and everything uh -huh. else doesn't matter so long as that one above all is all above one is above you are you talking about god or are you talking about three musketeers all for one one for all no i was actually talking about my hero <laughs> academia but like oh got you got you got you um <laughs> oh, oh so he um, has a crazy awesome theory about that that i will bring her on um maybe next episode no, 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 she probably won't be. Next recording? We'll yeah, we'll have to, like, do a day when she's here where we can get a recording with her so that she can explain her theory on how 
how that needs to go for it to work correctly. Okay, you're gonna when it, you're talking about my yeah, hero about correct? my hero, not about like Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, <laughs> okay, I was gonna say because I I you we were talking about God and and church and state for a second, and I brought the three musketeers, and then now we're talking about my hero. So I'm just trying to follow the train of thought. Yeah, no, we're not talking about as like much a nonsense. You could eat chocolate bar. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, no, that when that happens, that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll no, do we, that. We, we I'm, I'm excited to have her on. I'm excited to have her on because I know that she will have a lot to say because even for the brief periods of time that we get to see her, I get to see her, She there's always something she wants to say. So it's like, I wonder where she got that from or got the acknowledgement of, hey, let's do it. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, it, it's going to happen. Your influence. It's going to happen. Special episode. Probably going to be a special release as well. Um, like a secondary release or something during a week. So, yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Um, but coming back full circle, uh, the patronage, I was able to look mm-hmm. it up. Um, he is the patron saint of engineers and those afraid of snakes or protection against snake bites. So the reason why snakes are important is because that's one of the main reasons why he, that's one of his stories of being a saint was that he drove snakes off of the island of Ireland. Um, ah. Yeah. Not very many people know that because most people associate St. Patrick's Day with oh, little leprechauns and pot of gold Drinking. and Irish whiskey and Drinking. yeah, I was, I was gonna get there. I was gonna like, get like there. just copious um, amounts of alcohol consumption, and green. And, and, Don't forget and green. green and luck and yeah. luck. Which I mean, the luck, the luck part, the luck part goes along with a lot of Irish culture. But to be honest, St. Patrick's Day is my favorite holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, um, and most people are like, "Why is it your favorite holiday? Is it because you drink?" I mean, yes, I love Irish whiskey, but that is not the reason why I love St. Patrick's Day. It baffles me that this patron saint of, you know, against snakes mm-hmm. and and engineering for engineering is celebrated snakes. Just to clarify, patron saint of engineers against snakes. Yeah. Oh yeah, snake people. We we have to prevent ourselves. We have to protect ourselves yeah, from it. Yeah, under the Denver um, airport, the snake people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People. And and uh, I was about to do South Park's crab people, crab people. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just such a weird holiday for me because I mean I'm Filipino, and our holidays go along with the Catholic Church and whatnot because most of the Philippines is is Catholic, mm-hmm. and I knew. Of the story of St. Patrick, you know, driving away snakes off the island and then finding out that St. Patrick's Day is all about wearing green. You get pinched if you wear green. Uh, Four-leaf clover means that you're incredibly lucky and they'll bring you good luck. Um, There are really short mythical people called leprechauns. And if you chase the end of a rainbow, you find a pot of gold. Yeah, which is and probably all like of that really crazy me. because in the Philippines, they're not terribly tall either. So, like, the mythically smaller <laughs> than Filipino people. Yeah, and also at the same time, too, I'm an anomaly because I'm 6'5". Yeah, five, exactly. So... Well, like, you, have you ever been, like, to the Philippines? You've been, like... 
yeah, funny enough, I'm actually supposed to be there around this time. Um, I was supposed to be there from March 10th to the 30th. Um, but I ended up having other priorities that got into the way of making this trip. So unfortunately not. And the trip was actually meant for my great grandmother's hundred and second because she turned 100 in 2020. But as we all know, what happened in 2020? Yeah. COVID happened. Um, we, we actually share that. Well, when she's in the Philippines and I'm here in the States, we actually share a birthday. Um, my birthday is March 27th. Hers is the 28th. Oh, because, so, because the international dateline. Time zone. Yeah. So like there is like maybe I think a six hour, six to eight hour period where both our birthdays overlap. Yeah. It's nighttime for her and it's early morning for me. And so I, or other way around. It's early. It's yeah. Other early way around. morning for her and nighttime for you. And nighttime for me. And so during that time, I usually call her or FaceTime her. You and, say happy birthday. You know, wish her happy other. birthday. Oh, that is so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, going to the Philippines, like, for that trip, she was so pissed because of, you know, lockdown, mm-hmm. international lockdowns, and well, all I mean, that, and the pandemic. Well, I mean, she's lived through, like, what is that, two world wars? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, the tail end of one um, world war. Like, she was born in the tail end of one world war, and then, like, freaking lived through the second world war, and then, like... All of the shit that happened in like Vietnam and the Cold War and like yeah no like yeah she's like she ain't afraid she she deserves to be afraid of shit like I can't imagine her honestly being afraid of anything like with the sheer amount of history she's seen like yeah she she deserves to be pissed and the funny thing is is that a lot of my family they they like to tease her to keep her sprightly and they would always tease her like hey are you going to Jay's birthday party. Obviously, it's going to be a freaking, you know, she's she's been around for 100 years. It's obviously her birthday, mm-hmm. but she also plays along as like, no, it's, it's, you know, she's a brat. She's, and if you want to get all astrological and horoscopic, she's also an Aries. So it's like, no, it's my yeah, birthday. No, that, you know, that is it's all about pretty me. Pretty typically Aries. So that makes sense. Right. Right. Fortunately, I know I have Aries, like, quote unquote, like Aries tendencies, mm-hmm. but apparently I'm different. I'm built mm-hmm. different. So whatever, but yeah. So we would joke around. They would joke around her about that, which I thought was you know funny because I'm just like, why would you harass an old lady like that? I'm like, that's not no, cool. But like, but then you know, speaking, so. if you get to that age and you can't take a joke, like I don't, I don't think right? like I don't think anyone without a sense of humor makes it that long, because they no, like, not they at all. Either die at the end of like a gun, or they die at the bottom of a bottle. Like you can't live that long without a sense of humor. Yeah, and the thing about it too is that she is incredibly sane still. Like, although some of her actions say otherwise, she went horseback riding at ninety-two. <laughs> so, you you know, like there are some things like okay, there's right, there's a difference but... between like like mental cognizance and like being able to like be 100% there and then choosing. Yes. We know, we know this, we know this. (laughs) Yeah, no, we know this Caleb, but you know, that's, that's the joke. That's, that's, that's where I'm going along with this. But the thing is that she's incredibly sharp. She remembers all of her great grandkids, all of her grandkids. Um, I like to say I'm the favorite of the great grandkids. (laughs) I mean, I was the oldest and I was the first one for like, I think like eight years. Wow. Um, yeah, I was the one. She actually moved 
from the Philippines to the States to take care of me when I was like super itty bitty. And then when more of my cousins in the Philippines were starting to be born, that's when she left. So yeah, it was a weird transition, but I'm actually in her room. My room that I'm in Mm -hmm. was her room at some point. Gotcha. Um, So do you have to like step down to get into like places when you go to the Philippines because they all build their houses around five foot four people? (laughs) uh i mean they still have standard door sizes but yes there are plenty of places where i have to crouch down um one of my favorite things to do is go to a mall in the philippines because i look like a celebrity when i'm there just because i'm over six feet tall no like i can Um, only imagine like all the people like going about their normal day then all of a sudden fee fi fo fum (laughs) yeah i'm pretty much like a full head above almost everyone at the at in the philippines whenever we're in public um one of the few things that i learned was that you become a hot commodity of three things um one you're tall two you're white or three you're american and if you have any two of those three you know people people will find out real quick and people will try to get at you um, there was a time where I went to a bar with technically my uncle, but we're just like around the same age within five mm-hmm. years. And, uh, and, a couple ladies at the bar found out that I was American. <laughs> they wouldn't leave my side at the same time. It's like extremely flattered, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I am, I am not, you are not objectifying me. You are not going to get what nah, I got. Nah, no, no. I am not even close. Yeah, no, I am a proud American that don't need no Filipina. Which is funny because normally I don't really date Filipino or Asian girls. And that's not that's not due to like what I like. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just I just realized like I never really like had a stable relationship with someone who was of Asian yeah, descent. No. Of the two girlfriends and, well, now one fiancé and one girlfriend I've had in my entire life, they have both been white. Like, unabashedly white. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said yeah, it, not me. No. <laughs> I mean, like, it's unmistakable. Like, it's not like, oh, you could have this in your heritage. No, like, you white. But it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's I'm funny. perfectly okay with that. It's... Like. Quite frankly, I'm pretty sure that my gene pool doesn't need any more Japanese or, like, some other mixture of Asian because, yeah, no, we, we need genetic diversity. We don't need genetic recidivism. recidivism. Recirculation. Yeah, that makes sense. But I th- I think it's funny, though, is because my track record is more ebony while yours is more ivory. Yeah. So It's okay. <laughs> Together we have a perfect piano of ongoingness. Yep. Yeah, speaking of like from like last episode, Beethoven's playing. So there you go. Yes, indeed, Beethoven. Yeah, it, it, it's a symphony um, of wonderfulness that is our our. <laughs> I don't want to say conquest because that has like a negative connotations. Our, our it very much uh, so does. I would change that word in a hurry. Ah, yes, yes. very uh, fitting. Our, very very our very fitting. Accomplishments. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, single life is treating me mildly well. 
<laughs> but I am focusing on other things. Yeah, no, you got to level um, up yourself so that when you do find find your wonderful, wonderful, fine lady that uh, she thinks that you're actually worthwhile. Bitch, I am worthwhile. No, but she needs to think <laughs> No, I'm it. just kidding. No, no, no. I, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, got no, you, got no, you, got no. you, got she you. She needs you, to you. think it. It doesn't matter whether you are. It matters whether or not she thinks that you are. I mean, I guess that's fair. No, I mean, I can't remember <laughs> who said it, but they said um, the saying is, I think, therefore, I am. I'm very familiar with that saying. I do not. I can't I remember cannot who, recall who, who the said quote it. is from. But ultimately speaking, perception is all that matters. Because until you know something, all you have is your perception of it. That's yeah. true. Uh, it's the same way we brought this up. I want to say in like one of our first talks. Um, but it's uh, Rene Descartes. Rene by the Descartes. Way. Oh, wonderful. But basically. Everything is an object until it starts talking to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything is an object until it starts talking to you. The second it starts talking to you, it becomes personal. It, it becomes a person. Yeah. So that makes sense. dogs talk to you and... all the time. It's a person. Cats talk to you all the time. It's a person. Whether or not I like cats is a completely different story. They're slowly. I'm slowly liking the cat that exists in my life now. Oh, you know what's funny? You you, you talk about you talk about the cats. That's something I forgot to update you on. So, um, currently, the current situation about the cats is that we are keeping them separated. One of them is in my room currently, and she's oh, she's actually looking yeah, no, at me. She's like staring at me out. via the camera, or like staring up at the camera. Yeah, she's 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 like half sleeping, half awake. But um, we're keeping the two kids separated because guess what happened? Uh, puberty hit, and it hit the male cat a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So he is starting to mount his sister. We're getting all up Game of Thrones up in here. Um, so are you gonna change his name so to have- Jamie? <laughs> uh, you wish. Um, we're keeping them separated for the time being um, until you know one gets um, one gets their balls snipped and the other one gets their tube tied. Mm-hmm. So, so right now we're on rotation. I, th- I thought spaying was Dave... different. I th- I thought it wasn't like yeah. No. But oh, okay, gotcha. You're like I'm using the it as a I'm term using it as gotcha. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm like I'm like <laughs> pretty sure one is a different tech. Like it's a different technology for spaying. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just referencing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're just keeping them separated right now, and boy, have they been a handful because they're finally big enough where they could actually sleep in my uh, my room, and uh, and uh, the problem is is just like when I want to keep the male cat, um, Augie, when I want to keep Augie in my room. The thing I have to worry about is him being sprained. Mm-hmm. Is him sprained until until he gets until he gets his uh, surgery, yeah. <laughs> which is actually going to be this upcoming uh, week, um, which is going to be on Thursday. Oh, fun fact! Yeah, Thursday. So that's pretty um, good. I mean, okay. So like my understanding of like that is most states have like like they pay to make sure that cats are like spayed and neutered 
Like you, you don't actually have to pay for it in most states because of the way that cats breed, like and how they mm-hmm. just end up everywhere. There's, it's a yes and a no. Um, the difference is that it has to be um, for here in California. It has to be certain areas. Gotcha. Certain areas, certain parts. Um, due to it being expensive like because yeah states do pay for it um but one of the other things too is just like being able to um provide them with that i mean it, the, it ends up happening more so when like they're put up to like pounds mm-hmm. or humane societies because you know they're strays and they're not yeah. pets that people want unfortunately and that's the difference between um, that's that's basically the loophole between our cats and those kind of cats is because they're mm-hmm. pets, so they don't get that free treatment. Which is really weird. You'd think that you'd actually well, the, my understanding is it's for population control. Oh, very so much. So like people pay for the service for their pets, but for the population control, they they set out a cat wrangler, and like the cat wrangler like grabs him up, throws him into, like, his van or whatever, takes him to the Humane Society <laughs> where, like, all the males get their balls chopped off and all the females get, like, you know, their insides scrambled. Yeah, so it's just, And like, then they're released uh, the into the public, it. like, for the sake of, like, reducing the amount of, like, cats that are able to continue to reproduce? I don't... I don't understand. I don't... I don't necessarily think that it's... They get released back to the public, but they do get put up for, like, adoption or put down and put down yeah well that's 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 through pounds for sure well a lot Um, of humane societies do that as well like they they're called humane societies because the idea is that if an animal will not be adopted and given a happy life at least they won't suffer for long like although i mercy killing is one of those things that's always been a little weird for me i don't fully believe in it like 100 percent plus it kind of how about when uh how about when it comes to adults like not adults humans so like i've always so my christian upbringing says no no killing for any reason other than self-defense or the or the defense of others right if Mm -hmm. my actions to defend myself end up in the death of someone else or if my actions in the defense of another's end up with the death of someone else, my conscience is clear because I believe that their actions were inherently bad because they were against me or someone I care about maliciously. Like, Mm, okay. But so far as like people who are vegetables, people who are already Mm -hmm. brain dead, if their body can't support their life, I actually think it's more of a a kind of a cr- cruelty to keep their body alive if their brain is already gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, so I'm a firm believer that it's the combination of the head and heart that makes the soul. So, like, consciousness. I can Consciousness see that. plus a, a beating heart. Now... This is where pro-life gets into gets into it 
if a person is in a nine-month coma and they are guaranteed to be a functioning person after the nine-month coma, keep them alive for nine months. Yeah. And that's that's where that argument stays. I'm going to keep that argument separate from the other argument. Right. Now, things that are unchangeable. I've seen – there's actually this great motivational speaker. He was born without any arms or legs. It, I think his name is Nick Vojacek. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen him. Dude can swim, and he has no arms or legs. That's freaking amazing. Um, That's Yeah, dope. no, he's probably got, like, f- ridiculous abs. He has, like, children and stuff. Like, yeah, no, this this guy's, like, awesome. And I think his name is Nick Vojacek. I, I, I want to say it's Nick Vojacek. Either way, absolutely amazing. If you're of the mindset that a person who is severely physically disabled should be oft for the sake of their own sake. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how to like reasonably argue that because there are people who do live absolutely wonderful lives despite any disability they may have. Like, yeah, I think the possibilities of that person plus like he's living a baller life. Like he has like a, a wife and he has kids and like he can go around and like meet other people and like be, a positive force in the world despite despite you know not having any limbs same thing goes for um Mm -hmm. there there's this amazing ted talk uh about this i think he's like 13 at the time um but he was diagnosed as like severely autistic and he wasn't supposed to be able to speak he wasn't supposed to be able to read he wasn't supposed to be able to do anything for himself ever but he's giving this ted talk he taught himself to read. He taught himself to do math. And not only did he teach himself math, he taught himself math so fast that he, like, basically shot out of, like, high school collegiate level. And he basically solved – he solved, like, the the ellipse of, like, one of the planets better than our current model for them, like, just with pencil and paper math. Like – more than what all of our computers could calculate. He just he just did it. He just yeah, he did just it. like to himself. And he's giving this TED talk. And like if his parents had decided that he wasn't worth the time, he wasn't worth the effort, or he wasn't worth the investment because of his disabilities, this kid wouldn't have done this. Like a a lot of a right. lot of the geniuses of like the the past century were also considered to be like severely disabled like einstein like he didn't he like fail the third grade or something like that like something there was something yeah, no, that like, he didn't he wasn't able yeah, to no, do like there's something he just physically wasn't able to like by, by all rights he was considered a failure like for a very large portion of his life and he, like at the patent office he you know figured out relativity randomly like you know obviously he had like a as you do as you do like it's divine inspiration I call it what you want but i i'm a firm believer that so long as life has the opportunity it will find a way to benefit other life to some degree mm-hmm. yeah like devoid of devoid of malice people are inherently to some base level good and therefore any life has the possibility of being good and therefore weighs more towards good keeping that life alive versus ending it now in the case of animals 
animals have so many uses. Like, outside of just, like, being companions or anything like that. Could you imagine if we just, like, had a herd of cats that we could use to, like, I don't know, like, run a generator or something? Like, like give them, like, a hamster wheel or a cat wheel and, like, have them, like, chase mice up the cat wheel or something. Like, we could mm-hmm. we could put them to work. Like, they, they could have a value in theory. Like, they don't need to, like – and, like, of course, we're talking about the utility of a cat generator. But, you know, cats always <laughs> land on their feet. Butter all or toast always lands butter side down. If you strap a piece of toast to the back of a cat and hook it up to a generator, it's infinite energy. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That is like a really old internet meme. It it very much super old. Um, You got. I knew where you were going at first, and I was just like, "He's not. He's not. He did." did. but when, but when you say the whole aspect of like someone being inherently like in good without due without due to malice and anything that's happened mm-hmm. to that, it brought back it brought back to the conversation. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were kind of curious to know why I like villains in general, Disney mm-hmm. villains, um, superhero villains, Star Wars villains especially, and. The reason being is that a lot of it is due to what happened to them, right? Yeah. Like no, uh, show show like me a some... villain. Uh, show me a villain. And I'll show you where a hero went wrong. Right, and like the only exceptions are like true villains that I don't like. So when it comes to like Disney, it's like my favorite Disney villain is in Disney is classic Mickey and Friends Pete, right? But it didn't happen until after a Goofy movie. And there's an explanation mm-hmm. for that. Um, and who else is there? There's Scar. There's Dr. Facilier. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Facilier is an interesting one. That's just due to because you don't know his history beforehand. But, um, but like, the villains that I... Oh, and Ursula, right, from Little Mermaid. But other than that, villains that I dislike very much so is, like... Was it Mother Gothel from Tangled? Um... I okay. I I would have to like argue with you about that one because Gothel's a surprisingly like well written out villain. Like like right, like she's but, inherently a true yeah, villain. Yeah, no, because right? it, it, okay. So um, Scar, Scar was uh, he was the second son. He like. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What I was, I, I think you might have been confused because what I'm saying is like the villains that I don't like are the ones that are true inherently evil. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Which the ones that I said prior yeah. to that are like there's the reason why I like because them is not only yeah, because they're villains, but there there's a reason for it, and it makes sense why they would end right. up becoming villains. Right. Like for example, Pete. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked him before a Goofy movie, but I grew up with him from a Goofy movie and then Goof Troop Mm -hmm. and then so on and so forth. The problem with him is, like, yeah, he's not technically a villain, you know, but he's just, he's realistically just a dad trying to be the best dad he could be, just taking the wrong approach. Oh, yeah. No, he's, uh, my understanding is Pete was brought in, in, like, the Goof Troop and stuff as your stereotypical keeping up with the joneses dad like everything he Mm -hmm. does needs to be bigger and badder than everything goofy could ever do 
and he needs to brag about it and it's to show that although goofy and his family live uh goofy and max live a humble life uh it's not any less of a life like having all these nice things does not make you a good person like it's a um i can't remember hubris is they like to uh assign like the seven deadly sins to like disney characters all the time and his is pride like he takes an inordinate amount of pride in everything that he does despite him actually being terrible at almost everything he does right and he's and that's the thing is like he is a proud dad but he he just has the inefficient the inefficiency to be a good yeah, dad. No, like, and that's his character like flaw. He provides like, um, uh, Pete is his PJ. PJ. Yeah. yeah Pete, Pete Jr. Jr. Yeah. PJ, like he provides a really good life for his son. Like his son has access to all these different things and stuff, but their shared dynamic between them is really interesting by comparison because PJ's mom She's a badass, by the way. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's she is. awesome. Like I, I thought she was like super freaking like cool when I was a kid. Like I thought she was awesome because she's a badass. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but having that type of family dynamic, where you have a very strong-willed individual for a father and an extremely strong-willed individual for a mother, it's really interesting that PJ ended up being so timid. Like, right, he, but you have to you have to understand you have to understand the fact that it's like when you have two parents who are, I have to say it loud and obnoxious. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to be like your yeah. parents a lot yeah, of the well, times. So, the the amount of thought that actually went into the creation of these characters and their like relations goes far beyond, like, that which you can attribute to just a normal cartoon. Like, right and the the family dynamics like j- just from a goofy movie which is already an amazing musical like i i can go off on for an hour at least on how amazing the goofy <laughs> movie is but honestly speaking there's a youtuber that did it better um look up sideways a goofy movie better than you thought really great youtube video watch it um it's such an underrated it, movie, just straight out. It is It is the Disney renaissance personified. It is everything that you want from any Disney movie ever. And ultimately speaking, there's technically no bad guy. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, I, that's why I like, technically Pete's the villain, he's but he's not, not. He's not. And actually, not. the real villain is miscommunication. Yeah. The, real, yeah, the entire so movie, is. the the real villain is miscommunication. It's not. It's not anything like it. Like the, the as a kid, as a kid, I grew up watching like a goofy movie and thinking, ah, oh, come on, just let just let Max go to just let Max go to his concert. He just wants to go to a concert. But like the older I get, the more I realize, like like Max, stop being a little bitch and like go go fishing with your dad like like it's, it's yeah. like such a like great movie because you can feel both sides like i feel both sides of the argument so hard yeah of course like, you do like 
my parents are back in Hawaii. When I went back, all I wanted to do was hang out with my mom and dad and, like, go see things and, like, go eat food with them and stuff. But because the COVID restrictions and the fact that they are of a, like, they were limited, like, I didn't get to have the full experience that I wanted in Hawaii because they couldn't go a lot of places. Like, and they just, they, they weren't yeah. allowed to sit down and they weren't allowed to eat because, you know, the draconian mandates on, on the, the people of Hawaii. Like, it, it. Yeah, it was actually pretty rough for yeah, you guys. Yeah, no, it was, it, like, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, had mild results from receiving the first dosage of the vaccine. And, and by mild, I mean full body aches for three days straight. Like and like debilitating yeah. body aches for three days straight, and that's that's all my adverse reaction to um, the the vaccine was. Like, mind you, talk to your doctor. This is not an advocation or anything like that. But whatever, I, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not a thing. Um, but ba- basically speaking, I, I it's a truly beautiful movie. And it really kind mm-hmm. of puts a lot of things into perspective for a lot of people. So, yeah. like, good, like, good job, Disney. I'm just like, I rag on Disney all the time, but when they get shit right, they get shit right. And it's a rarity, and it's usually underappreciated or undervalued. Yeah, the, the, and a goofy movie was extremely yeah, undervalued yeah, for for like outside of nostalgia goggles, like straight out, like just objectively it is a better musical than high school musical it is a better movie than probably i want to say maybe like any of the non-main series disney like uh, you have atlantis don't forget that atlantis is also super duper underrated and amazing i love atlantis so much but we, we we've already gushed yeah, about Atlantis it. for yeah we we, we 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 yeah we did, but no I get what you're saying, and it is definitely it's definitely one of those movies where it's like it's well rounded all around. But I think where the underappreciation came from also was the music and for the era. Oh yeah, it didn't hit the masses because no, no. right because you had you had Tevin Campbell who was this like pop like pop mm-hmm. singer. But, you know, like the genre of music didn't approach a majority of the people that it was targeted you know, for because uh, it, it, was, it was it was already nostalgic music, which doesn't make sense for the movie until it becomes a nostalgic movie. So like Powerline yeah. is probably the greatest fictional superstar. And he's the first great fictional like pop superstar. Next next is on Nickelodeon side, Chip Skylark. Right, they're they're yeah, the equivalent. I, yeah, we didn't think they're about like that, yeah. the equivalent in two different universes. There's like my shiny teeth in me is a similar bop to you know um, eye to eye, like they're like pseudo equivalencies, yeah. but like it's not, it's not the same. Like it it, it hits different. Um, but I don't know. It's there's so much more to it too. Like, breaking it down as a musical, you get to see a lot of stuff. Breaking it down as an individual movie, you get to see a lot of stuff. As a coming-of-age mm-hmm. movie, it you get to see stuff. As a, like, parent 
seeing your child grow up type of movie, it hits a lot of, like, meaningful things. You have, like, the peer pressure from other parents to raise your child a certain way because it's working so well for them. You, You have, like, interpersonal relations between, like, children, and you see hazing, and you see, like, um, like bullying and you see other stuff like all represented all within a very very short period of time y- mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. like the dynamics of like what summer used to mean to people like as a kid right like summer's like, like this great time you're like done with school and you like get like all this free time and stuff now like as an adult when do i get a summer vacation that's not a thing you know, I don't get time off just because, you know, I've done all my work for, like, nine months. Out of the right. Year. I don't get three months off. Right. Like, exactly. what, what is this? Like, what is this BS? Meanwhile, like, going back to a cartoon, like, the Flintstones and the Jetsons were two different sides of the, the same concept, the same theory, which is society is either going to get so advanced where you only need to work three hours a day. Or it's going to get, we're going to end up destroying ourselves and eventually going back to a weird pseudo stone age. But mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, because the Flintstones exists in the future, they they both exist in the future. It's just <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to have that conversation no, 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 just yet, no, no, no. Caleb. I don't think anyone's we'll, ready for we'll that. We'll have that conversation <laughs> eventually. But like, they technically exist at the same time, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, but. This, but mm-hmm. these last two episodes have really been about music and how it kind of connects everybody. Like I've listened, I, I listen to music in like a lot of different languages. Like I, I like listen to like Russian artists. I've listened to like German music. I've listened to mm-hmm. K-pop, J-pop. Um, I've listened to some Chinese, like, traditional music. I've, like... Interesting on that well, one. Well, um, it, it's because of, uh... Well, I mean, I'm from Hawaii, which is, like, the giant cultural melting pot. So we went to, like, the, uh, Chinese cultural center and stuff. And I've listened to, like, some traditional Chinese, like, compositions. And they're kind of amazing in a really weird way because you... Th- when you think of Chinese music, you only think of the Chinese pentatonic scale, but there's so much more. A- mm-hmm. And they don't... It, it, it's different. Like, the same thing with, um, like, Japanese music. How their their music theory isn't the same as European music theory. Like, um, yeah. the, once again, sideways on YouTube. Does a much better job of explaining this. Um, but... Um, there's a reason why the music from the Miyazaki films sounds ethereal and nostalgic. It's because they don't have the traditional 5-3 conflict resolution or like uh, seven one five three, you know, the regular four chords that we hear all the time in every single piece of music and ever. Almost everything. That, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you can turn everything. any song into a four chord song and people will still recognize it as the exact same song. Like, or it's, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. It, but, like, ultimately it comes down to the universal language that is music. 
Like, yeah. yes, there's, like, Agreed. different styles, and there's different ways you... You actually, like, it's weird because people listen to music differently. Like, yes, you could hear the exact same song playing, but some people only hear the backbeats. Yeah, True. like, uh... Like, it's really different if you... Like, I, I never used to be able to listen to reggae music because my mm -hmm. brain doesn't like the rhythm and, and like i i honestly can't understand what they're saying like 99 percent of the time so like that's that's my fault like that's all on me <laughs> you know i've never been a fan of bob marley or or any of the other great things and i never really liked jawaiian music which is like a reggae local island style of music until i had to like think about it nostalgically where like i grew up and that was always playing around. So when I went back to Hawaii, I finally had mm -hmm. an appreciation of, wow, I haven't been able to listen to Common Kings in a while. And I haven't listened to, like... Oh, Common Kings. Yeah, no, I haven't listened <laughs> to But It Is in, like, forever. Um, like, yeah. you know, it, it just it didn't occur to me that even though growing up there, I didn't care for it, that I would end up caring for it because it wasn't around me anymore so yeah. like I, I guess that leads into the whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing so mm -hmm. um common kings were you around were you around when they came through when i was working up there in portland so. okay that was a fun show that was a fun show to work um it it was just hilariously funny just because you know the the type of the people that generally listen to them is some type of islander, oh, yeah, correct? No, uh, or some type uh, of mostly, mostly islanders, island, mostly Pacific islanders to be specific. But um, yeah, you. I mean, actually, they might listen to it in Jamaica and Cuba. I don't know. Yeah, I, I no no. I would think so too, because like there's a bunch of people that listen to like some of the music that like common kings i was surprised that some people listen mm -hmm. to it right um but they were a fun show the, the reason why it was fun is because yeah it generally the crowd's going to be some sort of pacific islander whether it's people who are like filipino guam hawaiian especially hawaiian um or any any of those like tonga and whatnot and during the show of course it's like hey yo cuz mm -hmm. <laughs> hey yo cuz you know it's just like Hey, let me see my let me see my brother over there. And I'm like, bro, no, <laughs> you know, just like telling him, it's like, no, I'm like, if you're if you're if your family, if you're fam, I mean, you go talk to them. You don't talk yeah. to me. And that was one of the biggest things and I thought it was hilarious. But then those boys, those boys were really nice and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed their show because um, they were also a really good crew of people. Well, like my the more I see live music, the more I realize that a lot of, like, really good musicians are also really good entertainers outside of that. Yeah. Like, I, it was never brought so far to the forefront of my mind as when I went to see Michael Buble. Um, because on hmm. top of being just an amazing vocalist and having, like, basically cornered that particular part of the market so far as, like, modern swing and modern big band music goes like 
I, I can't think of another artist that does that right now other than him off the top of my head. Because, mm-hmm. like, male vocalist music is, like, Josh Groban, Andrea Bocelli, the romantics, right? Uh, yeah. He's, like, the opposite side of that coin where you have, like, speakeasy music and nightclub singing, that night that type of stuff, which is, like, yeah. slowly falling out of style but has its own cult following and stuff. But, like, on top of, honestly, just being an amazing performer, he is also incredibly entertaining like true telling very, 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 stories very, very true. and like talking <laughs> talking <laughs> it, it, it was really funny like he told this joke about how he had to tell the punchline of his jokes several times over because everyone here <laughs> did yeah, he really uh because everyone here in portland is stoned out of their minds because everyone in portland is uh, here stoned yeah. out of their minds <laughs> so like the second <laughs> yeah. time yeah like, everyone's like <laughs> laughing like the second time around because by the time he finishes telling it the first time, they're catching on. So they all laugh when he wants you to laugh, which is, like, crazy to actually get the correct comedic timing on as a musical performer, like as, like, a singer. Mm-hmm. Because, like, most of the time you don't think of singers as being comedians. Yeah. Or, like, no, having true. any sort of sense of humor. Unless you're a comedian that uses song as your form of comedy, like Bo Burnham does. Bo Burnham, Weird Al. Yeah. Technically Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, uh, sure, I guess. I don't think I don't think you've heard like I mean, the, the a lot of singer is basically an entire musical comedy. Well, well, also like if you've ever seen any of Adam Sandler's SNL skits from the 90s, there's a bunch of bits where he sings in a lot of his in a lot of his. Well, skits. Well, yeah, there's also um, a crazy night, the... which was um, the the Adam Sandler animated movie. Yeah, but the Hanukkah song came out before that, and you know it's just like, like, that's where I feel like when it comes to Bo Burnham, is like a lot of inspiration comes from that kind of stuff for sure. Well, yeah, well, Bo Burnham's really interesting to me because he came out of nowhere and became like the funniest thing around. And it actually drove him to a deeper depression because he's so like, he's really intelligent. He's an incredibly intelligent guy, like on top of like everything else. But he, I I guess like that his depression is introspective. So like, yeah, like essentially because he thinks that his stuff is so trash that everyone likes it. It it makes it even worse for him because he feels like he's, he he kind of explains it really, really well at the end of his, um, uh, make happy special. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, which was on Netflix for a while. I'm pretty sure it's probably still there, but like, um, it's really kind of crazy that, you by making other people happy you can actually it makes them it'll sad. make you sad if you yeah. think about it a certain way or if you overthink it ultimately it's just because he's overthinking everything and, yeah. and he's too smart for his own good and that's where you get the whole ignorance yeah. is bliss kind of thing like if i were to mm-hmm. overanalyze and... everything the way that i tend to do i would probably be a much sadder person but i've learned to stop thinking about certain things 
as a necessity and like a defense mechanism, I guess. Yeah. And then there are some people who can't, right? Who can't stop thinking, Mm -hmm. who constantly have to keep going or constantly have to rehash um, things that they've never been able to resolve. Ultimately, it comes down to not being able to come to a meaningful resolution. Yeah. So the people who will go through past wrongs and stuff and not come to a conclusion of how they were supposed to have done something. Uh, People, Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember. There's this great, great quote, but it says... People who are optimists forget the past because they know that it's not, even though it's already happened, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. People who are pessimists uh, can't appreciate the future because the past is weighing down their their present. Like, and like... I'm like butchering this saying. I'm butchering this like quote, obviously, but you kind of need a balance of both optimism and pessimism for you to be. I actually like. I think that's in and of itself kind of a weird thing because I say that you have to have a balance because balance is the existence of things all at once in a proportion that is acceptable and then who right. decides what's acceptable of that particular balance and i guess it's different from person to person to person but if we were all like neutrally like meh on all things life mm-hmm. would be really freaking boring oh shit i didn't realize today was the 28th yeah no it's the yeah. last day of february my bud <laughs> i have to check my bank yeah account. that's a good idea <laughs> Um, first of the month is tomorrow uh, yeah um i just realized sorry side note side note to the audience i i have adulting and today was a very big adulting day and i totally lost track that tomorrow's the first of the month so yeah anyway back to the story um you're just there smiling smirking just like a shit (laughs) no i'm just checking up on Um, uh making sure all the bills are paid and stuff because oh i reminded you <laughs> no i'm just like double triple checking i'm i normally pay my bills like ridiculously in advance for the exact reason of i never want to be like oh shit i didn't pay this well well normally i put it on my calendar so that's that's like the big thing and i just want to make sure that i am stable that money is not missing and money's not being allocated in elsewhere or other endeavors or frivolous things that i don't need with the exception of there's one okay so there's 